Welcome to Bondus Rugby, the home of boys, brews, and sports balls. I'm your host, Kaya. Along with me to co-host is Dr. Doop. Hey, how's it, guys? Dr. Doop here. If you're a new listener, welcome to the main event, the Bondus Rugby podcast for rugby fans by rugby fans. We chat about the hot topic of the week, argue about our most and least favorite teams and players while trying our best to select the best teams of all time. So if you enjoy this podcast, please consider following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to get the, lo- the, la- uh, to get the latest updates. So let's get into it. Oh, this, this is yeah, clearly struggles from having sitting at home all day. Yeah, lack lack of outside activities getting to you. But on that note, Kaya, how are you doing? What is the check-in like? What have you been up to during lockdown? Any interesting hobbies you've been getting into? Uh, it's been a chill time. I've uh, been working, like as some of you don't know, I build apps and websites and there's been a particular been working on an app that I think people will find fun in a few months' time with a client of mine. So that's been keeping me busy most of this week. And then, yeah, on the other side, I've been making more and more extravagant breakfast, which has been making more and more pancakes every time. Just pancakes, bacon, pancakes, bacon. There's just a lot of that happening. So, so, so you're making more, more extravagant pancakes or you're just deciding that you're exploring pancakes now? I think because I have so much more time to make breakfast, I just keep going wilder and wilder adding a little bit more and more we don't know what's going to happen next trying savory ones still, sweet you... ones mixing it up pancakes is the best thing now coming from a man who has been making pancakes his whole life uh, pancakes are the best thing we also do pancakes quite often and uh, the, the variations that you can come up with pancakes is amazing you can just about put anything inside of a pancake or on top of a pancake make pancake sandwiches so you can make a pancake. Have you ever made a pancake cake? Well, no, not not like that. <laughs> I have missed done out, that. bro. You have been missing out. <laughs> that is quite an interesting idea, I must say. Um, for me, I have been doing quite a bit of baking as well. We over year decided to get into trying making some cinnabons of our own. Nice and. Honestly, I should not have done that. <laughs> Are you going all in on the diabetes, bro? Dude, diabetes might be coming for me. Um, <laughs> this, that Cinnabon recipe is really good. They come out so soft. Um, yeah, it, it tastes amazing. And now we have all these ideas to try different variations of Cinnabons. Yeah, and I'm gonna be baking bread again tonight because we're planning to make some soup because uh, you know like winter is setting in now like geez i've been struggling the last couple of days winter is here my brew this is the first snowfall in lesotho has happened winter is here no so soup, yeah yeah so soup is gonna go down i'm baking some bread later i might just bake some cinnabons as well <laughs> uh, while i'm at it <laughs> way, shout out to, if my doctor's listening to this those are sugar-free pancakes. <laughs> if if Kaya's doctors listen to this, um, please, my brew, just help the man out with some extra shots during this time. You know, <laughs> uh, for those of you wondering, that's insulin shots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not other shots. Yeah, just to be clear, it's illegal to get other shots at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so uh, this week we talk about a, a topic that's close to our hearts because of the person involved. So we're going to discuss about Warren Whiteley and the, is his career going to end? Is it not? Um, so if both of us went to school with Warren, 
he was two years ahead of us, then we became one year ahead of no, he was he started off three years ahead of us, then he became two years ahead of us because he did post matric. Yes. Which is so he played first team for three years, was a lock at first, and then became a flanker, uh, and then Matriki was the captain. Time. The only captain to ever win against Grey Bloom, which is one of the proudest moments in high school. The irony is that that was one yeah, of the and, worst. Yeah, and, 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 and to be quite honest, I don't remember a single moment from that match because I wasn't there. Concussed, bro. Man was out. That was the day I got concussed. I just... Um, you you remember me walking to go fetch my bag and I had this massive hematoma on my head. Uh, at that time... Yeah, at that time, the second team was still playing. I went to go fetch my bags. We went home. I was... Out, bro. Yeah, so I did not see a single moment of that historic match. And in some ways, we could probably say that was like the start of Sean Erasmus's um, real legacy, you know. Um, that was actually still toppy. Uh, that, was, that was still toppy, yeah. But yeah. I mean, after that, he took over. And yeah, from there, like the legacy started. Yeah. We're so oh, toppy, what a legend. The next time we're so close, but Storm couldn't kick. Oh, no comment. But, uh, <laughs> we had the N14. Let's, let's not talk about that. Oh, yeah. It's not so, Storm's uh, fault. <laughs> yes, we can forgive Storm's kicks because somebody else couldn't tackle. But, so <laughs> for those of you that don't know him, yes, he was a Glenwood High School boy. He played for the Sharks for two years before moving to the Lions. Um, in 2014, was it 2014? Yes. No, 2014. No, wrong. 2012. No, it was 2016. Commonwealth. Which one are you talking about? 2014. 2014. They won the, the gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. 2016, things didn't go as well at the Sevens in the Olympics. Um, yeah. He was a Springbok captain and he became a Springbok in 2015. Um, but he didn't play at the World Cup under some... It was really close between him and Dwayne in my view, but he apparently didn't even merit a squad position underneath Heineke Meyer. And became... It's Heineke Meyer. Like, we know what Heineke Meyer is... When Heineken Mayer came in, I even said, like, listen, guys, like, we're going to see a lot of Bulls players coming in through the years. Initially, he started off slowly. I thought he didn't want to be too obvious that he wants all these Bulls players to come in. But by the end of, like, his tenure and that World Cup, we could see a big Bulls influence. So the man got um, pictures stop cycling and come back to rugby. Worst decision ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Heineken was trying to bring Bucky's back. He brought Victor back. He tried to bring Job Free back. Yeah, for you, Dupree as captain. You know, yeah, he, he, uh, but Rudy Dupree is still so good, man. Like, I mean, come on, it's Rudy Dupree. So yeah, after that, he became captain in 2017, in the last year of one of the most difficult times in African history, modern history. We were uh, taking L's everywhere. Even his hammy took an L, so he didn't go to the end of the year tour. His uh, hammy took a lot of L's, eh? And then he, I don't think he's played for Springbok since then. Yeah. No, he hasn't um, since 2017. Because I think 2017 he still played quite a bit, and yeah. after that, with the injuries coming quite frequently and so forth, he just hasn't been able to have a long stretch where he doesn't have an injury. Some yeah. some complications came up, and he's really struggling with consistent injuries after that. So then last year he got a massive one again, and he's been out since then. He's gone to three specialists already. And once lockdown ends, he's going to fly to Cape Town to go to a fourth specialist. So this leaves me with just a couple of big questions I need to ask. They are just in my mind. Do you think he'll come back? In my honest opinion, no. 
Uh, reason, s- simple reason is he is 32 now. Yeah. I think he's turning 33 this year. So, like, age is not really on his side. You also got to got to ask, like, okay, if he's going to come back, what would you come back for? Yeah. Would he realistically make uh, the team for British and Irish Lions? I kind of doubt it because it seems that Dwayne is going to stick around. Um, so, given what Dwayne has done in the last two years with Rassi, I don't see someone outplaying Dwayne anytime soon. So, what would he come back for? I, I don't think... I mean, if he wants to play just because he loves the game, cool. But... You know, if you look at it from like a purely professional point of view, what would he be coming back for? You know, so I, I don't think he will. Um, it's obviously going to depend what the specialist says as well. But I, I don't think he should. I think he should look forward uh, long term and look at what he can do now to set him up long term after rugby. Because I think that doors, he's right at the yeah. door of exiting the playing stage. Yeah, and I think with his style of play, being a running rugby guy, if he's got a constant worry about his legs, I don't think that's going to be... He's going to be able to play the same style. And he's, he'll never come back. He's not going to put on 20 kgs of muscle all of a sudden. No, his frame has never been like that. And and you're totally right. With his playing style, if he has any niggles that is hampering his ability to run or move in different directions, that is going to impact his playing style. Yeah. So, in the view of the BTL boys... Warren, maybe this is not the worst time to end it. I mean, um, look, it's kind of happened already. He hasn't played any rugby this year, and for most of last year as well, he didn't play. He wasn't going to play. So, at all, yeah. He, yeah, he wasn't going to play at all this year. So, it really does beg the question: like, you know, yeah. should should he maybe call it a day and rather than think about right, what can I do to still come back and play? Maybe you should really consider a lot more what can I do moving forward. Yeah. And it seems that he has been pondering those questions to some extent because he is part of the coaching setup there at the Lions now. Yeah. Uh, which is great for him. He's still involved. He obviously identified an area where he can add value to the team, which is good. It's fortunate for him that he is in that setup because he's basically skipping a lot of steps within the coaching uh, pathway. So fortunate for them. Apparently, it's normal nowadays. If you've played at international level, you're now qualified to coach like uh, a franchise, you know? I mean, Apparently, that's could, how it works. You could be a fitness coach and you coach a franchise. You never know. <laughs> yeah, man, you could be a defensive coach and coach the, like the Springboks, you know? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> at least defense coach. Happen. Defense coach, I can understand. But yeah, the, defense coach, I can understand. The fitness coach <laughs> one at the Lions, that's going to be the wildest one, especially with top quality coaches around him. Like, <laughs> yes. They looked at Sean Erasmus and they looked at Ian van Rooyen and they were like, you know what we're going to do here? We're going to go for Ivan, sorry. <laughs> Ivan. <laughs> that name doesn't um, inspire confidence. It's like, you expect, like, just Ivan. No, no, it, it doesn't. And it doesn't sound as intimidating as Ivan should sound, yeah. you know? Um, I was surprised that they didn't give Sean a try at this. But it might have just been because Ivan's been there for longer. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, I, th- I thought Sean would have been given an opportunity to take the line forward. Uh, they really, you know, let's be fair, the Lions have nothing to lose. We all knew the season was going to be really difficult for them. 
But yeah. maybe they have their reasons. Maybe they wanted um, Sean to spend a bit more time, you know, in the different roles to, you know, make sure that he understands the whole setup as best as possible before they put him in the head coaching position. They maybe want to want to give him a long term shot, you know, so they don't want to necessarily rush him in there and then give him a situation where, you know, things aren't ideal or as good as they could be. Yeah, possibly. But I just think the Lions had no idea what they were doing, more than likely than anything else. Because I think, before we get sidetracked onto the Lions, yeah, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> possibly, I mean, we've discussed it. What are some other prospects that for Warren going forward? All right, so I, th- I think coaching, uh, it seems like that is going to be the one that is the most realistic right now. It's, it seems to be the one that he's quite keen on. Like, we know Warren is rugby mad. He loves the game. And, like, his leadership abilities have shown this. I think he could, he has the potential to be a brilliant coach going forward. I, th- yeah. I think that is there. Particularly when it comes to that leadership aspect, he has this natural ability to get people to buy in. He's a brilliant communicator. He knows how to get his ideas across. So those are really good traits that he has, which is important for a coach. Um, Outside of rugby, yeah, to be quite fair, we don't really know what he studied. And yeah, information on rugby players isn't as freely available as one might think in this day and age. You got to sneak in. Get like yeah. We're going to have to be hiding in bushes to try to find simple information. I yeah. Like, quite honestly, I think he could easily start up some business venture. Um, I mean, you know, he's got a lot of contacts. He, uh, like, he's already got, like, name recognition and so forth. So, it, it should be quite easy for him to get into something. No, I just want to make a quick pitch here. Like, Warren, if you're sitting at home listening to this podcast by some good chance, who knows, somebody gave it to you. Um, you want to invest your money? I got an investment for you. Bottomless rugby. You want to come yes. to the Join the rugby revolution. Come forth. Be part of us. Let us help you help us. So be the change you want to be. <laughs> you want to see changes? Support your fellow Glamour boys. Come through. I'm sure you made some speeches about this in high school. I just can't remember them. But come through. <laughs> All I remember that you led war cries when we won games. So uh, that's important to me. We don't talk about that what is Brad, the most important thing. We're not going to talk about what Brad Barrett did to you, you guys that season. But that's not the point. <laughs> let's, let's move on. That was a terrible. Those we love brothers. They 2006 was a terrible like year. We just happened to be Grey Bloom, and then we seem to have forgotten the rest of the year was bad. Man, I do not want to talk about that year. Um, that that was that the year that we lost against DHS. Yes, we lost DHS. Yes, we lost. Oh, we had the yeah, weird. Was was a weird year. I I just remember having to walk back from DHS at Glenwood, and it was terrible. <gasps> yes, the people would. Oh, they were tuning us. People hanging out their balconies, because because you know they're in Glenwood. Um, or in Durban, the highway comes in and DHS is on the one side of the highway and Glenwood is on the other side of the highway. So with that fixture, especially all the borders, we would just walk across. It's probably like two and a half, three Ks. So the schools are quite close. So we'd walk over, go watch the game and then walk back. So when we're there um, on the Musgrave side of the highway where DHS is, like we lost that fixture 
And now all us boarders have to walk back and people are hanging out there and they're giving us flack. <laughs> and I'm like, we didn't even play. Why are you tuning us? <laughs> like, like, we have to take this, but we weren't even on the field. And then they're tuning us the whole way. <laughs> Up until we got to the high, we went over to the Berea side with Leonard is, and then, you know, people were a bit more encouraging. <laughs> uh, it's, it was quite interesting. Like, all right, guys, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. And, you know, we'll, we'll take them in the return fixture and all that stuff. Oh, we did, and did we take them? It was 39-5. We so, did. Yeah, we did. Don't ask me why I remember that score specifically because that was making up for a lot of pain that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, talking about comeback players, if, if if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, can Warren come back? We have one exceptional case, and I think Warren would do well to call him if he does want to come back. Why Saki? Yeah, I think maybe, maybe he should find out what he did. Yeah. Why Saki? <laughs> because well, Saki broke his leg and came back to World Cup eight weeks later. Mans went to an island, spoke to a um, a healer, man's did something to his leg, and he came back. Now, if that if I could get some of that island juice on me, I would. I could change the game. I've had random injuries, especially in leg injuries. So I need to go talk to Wasaki. So sh- if you're out there, Warren, go talk to Wasaki, man. Go to Fiji. Yeah, um, I definitely wonder. We, we we never heard anything of like some investigation going in there like, yo, what, what did he do? What did he take? And so forth. I'm pretty sure, I mean, it was a World Cup. Players were getting tested. He didn't, nothing came up that it was positive. And I would find it hard to believe that there was some plan to, you know, um, tamper with, you know, samples for testing or whatever. I, I would not think that they are willing to go that far for one player when they yeah. have quality in that position where they could have brought someone in. So I would find it, yeah, I, I just think it's too much admin for what you could get out of it. So, yeah, what did he do? No one knows. No one ever will never know. Like, it's, it is weird. Like, leg injuries are healing at a much faster rate nowadays than they are. So clearly they ever did, there is some improvements in, like, surgeries stuff that has been done. Because players are coming yeah, back for sure. than we used to. For sure. There is that aspect, yeah. But but still, like the way that happened with Wasake, it just seemed very strange, eh? One day we'll do an investigation episode if we can ever find any details. It would be epic if we could actually get to, to Fiji somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go track down the doctor, <laughs> do a proper investigation. Oh, my. Just, but yeah. So moving on quickly to the quick tap. We really should have like a whistle sound there. But like... uh, we can do this. We we can make a plan in future. There are there are ways to do this. Um. So life after rugby. So this is what you might be thinking about in terms of after hearing about us talking about Warren's future. So looking at this, we decided to look at about a couple of players that have ended their careers and what have they done afterwards. We found some very interesting ones. And some bad ones, like John Smith decided to become a CEO. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate you, John Smith. I'm not going to lie, but um, uh, we found some interesting ones. Dup, what what's still, who stood out for you? All right, so I, I will just mention McCaw, even though he's not the one that really stood out for me. I mean, McCaw's commercial helicopter pilot still coming in, from which the side. is cool. Like, like that is fun. I, th- I think that is that would be a lot of fun to do for someone, you know. Afterwards, like you can just go fly around. But the one that I f- that I 
like the most that I've seen so far is Nick McLeod. He is now a baker uh, and actually like one of the most popular bakers in Cardiff. Injured his big toe and that was the end of his playing career and he became a baker. Oh, you would love that. I think that is. I'm loving it. I love baking. I shouldn't love baking because it really makes me fat. Um, Carbs is not a friend of mine, Um, but I love carbs. You know, it's one of of those love-hate relationships. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Nick McLeod became a baker. I thought that is quite cool. It it is also a bit surprising. You wouldn't necessarily associate that with an ex-rugby player, you know. Maybe he'll be making them the sweet treats if they ever win the Six Nations again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they won't maybe, so maybe eh? they were, well. The Cardiff Blues aren't doing well, so yeah, that's going to be a long time before they test any of his baking. Definitely, yeah. So, who did you pick? Uh, George Gregan. So, Gregan and I have a love hate relationship. You know, he's half. Man, you have a love hate relationship with every single Australian player. Yes, I do. It's Australia. You know what happens? Australian players. They they they'll play well. I like their play style, and then they'll speak. And when they speak, they say stupid stuff. Stephen Larkin loved him. He spoke. And then he started saying bad things about South Africa. Didn't like him. So, Bruno Foley, there's no reason for me not to like him. I just don't like him. But George Gregan. <laughs> In fact, James O'Connor is the only one that I still like and Curtly Bill. But those two are going to be the boykies of the week one day for their past, for their history. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give them historical boykie. We have to give that Quaid Cooper... Um... You know, Posty put up with the handoff. That was just oh, absolutely my. brilliant. Rugby needs more of that. I don't know how the, how that team survived with those three together. But <laughs> George Gregan opened up a line of coffee shops while he was still playing and catering businesses alongside a couple of bistros that he has. So he's got about 24 businesses of these. Makes over 10 million a year. That's That's dollars, US dollars. So he's doing pretty well, which means in South Africa he'd be a flip and killing it. But has 280 people working for him. I hope he's still keeping most of them in this time of COVID. Yeah. He can. And that's technically his I'm side sure Because he <laughs> he's been doing a lot of stuff on TV. So. Well, think about it this way. Maybe because he's doing that, it has now given him the opportunity to fully like just enjoy doing the TV stuff, the rugby stuff, yeah. you know? He's doing it with no stress. Um, he doesn't have to worry about Yeah, it. exactly. You know, he's just doing it now because he loves it. Business really? is running. The weird thing for me is like, how is this not a bigger deal? Or is it maybe because we're not in Australia? Like, I'm surprised. I think it's because we're not in Australia. I'm surprised it's not like better known that he runs coffee shops and owns them. It just seems like something... He never seems to advertise it. He never... I mean, maybe I need to follow him more on Instagram. That's probably the problem. <laughs> but... That that might be the problem. But I mean, sure. like, he may mainly Australian. He may lose half of them, but that's his own problems right now. <laughs> so... Yeah. Georgie, I'm going to have some coffee in Australia if I ever cross that... If we ever fly there at some point. Yeah, just let us know what shop you're at so we can have a chat. Talk about bottomless rugby. On bottomless coffee. With bottomless coffee, yeah. All right, so let's let's start wrapping. Let's start wrapping this up. Uh, the boykey moment of the week. Uh, it didn't happen this week, but we got a lot of it this week. And yeah, Rohan Janser von Rensburg. Uh, we're gonna give the boykey moment of the week to him simply because 
he tried his luck. It didn't work, but he tried it. What he did was he signed contracts with two clubs. Um, <laughs> how do you do this? That's double dipping, bro. Man wants money from everywhere. Right? Like, talk about keeping your options open, you know, and all these contracts are set up in a way like once you sign, you can't be anywhere else. And him and his agent managed to sign at two different clubs. I mean, one, very, like very surprising. how well aware they both were of this because was it the agent who knew more and who used the signing papers or was Rohan fully aware of what was going on? Um, I would like to think that the agent informed him properly of everything that's going on. But I don't know. Like I just have a suspicion that maybe the agent wasn't as forthcoming. Because we did, uh, when was it, like last year sometime, who was it? Was a South African player that we found out that his agent was basically playing him and skimming money and stuff like that. Oh, that was all Because um, that was Brian Abana's day. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do, th- I do think like not all the agents are, you know, playing a figure. Like they are playing their own game, you know. So I wouldn't be too trusting necessarily, but you would like to think that players these days are better informed yeah. and things are put in place for this to not happen. Yet it happened. And to so all- to Rohan, uh, yeah. Nice try, my bro. <laughs> At least you got wakey moment of the week. But um, to to uh, just a quick one to our future agent friend Jordan, please don't try these stunts. We will embarrass you on the podcast. We will speak about. Nah, nah, I have I have a lot of faith in don't Jordan. Try tendencies, bro. I have a lot of lot of faith in Jordan. We'll be in Joburg eating your money. Meanwhile, we're eating someone else's money. Don't do that to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to eat your money, not someone else's money. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cool. Thank you, guys, for joining the main event right here on the bottom of this rugby podcast. A big shout-out to our favorite players, Adam Thompson and uh, James Haskell. Uh, they're still finding it out at the top. We're uh, you can also find all... <laughs> yeah, you can also find all our podcasts on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. Do go check out and follow our Instagram and Facebook pages at Bottomless Rugby and on Twitter at BTL underscore rugby. Do make use of the hashtag BTL Rugby so we can easily join the conversation. So until next week, stay away from your boys, wash your hands often, drink lots of water, and stay safe. Cheers, guys. Cheers.